Thank you everyone for being here today at uh, Monica Campana with a special series of um, people helping people. And um, today we have a wonderful lady who has a, an incredible experience uh, in her life. Her name is Katrina Rubin. And um, she is going to tell us about, we're going to talk about mainly celiac and Lyme disease and nutrition that, um, that comes accompanied to these two special um, conditions that she, she's going to tell us how she discovered in her own uh, life, um, her path, the path that she took to, to overcome many um, difficulties and now she's helping others. So Katrina, thank you for being here. Um, the floor is yours. Oh, Tell us about well, yourself thank and you. your background. First of all, thank you, Monica. I think you, um, it's very nice that you have this platform for people. Um, and I appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone else does too. Just to educate and to be able to share our stories. It's so healing and it's also helping others. So thank you, first of all, for that. Um, and my story, um, I was a fairly healthy child growing up, a healthy teenager. Um, I really had a few illnesses. Um, and then after the birth of both my sons, I have two boys. I call them boys, but they're men now. <laughs> um, I had a couple things, but nothing that I, I pinpointed as anything wrong. Um, and then I had a series of things in my um, 50s uh, that kind of accumulated um, environmental factors. And what I want to stress here is um, the first subject I'm going to be talking about is celiac disease because that's the first thing I was diagnosed with. And um, how, did you, how, did you, how did you discover that you well, had this disease? Well, celiac disease, a lot of people carry the genetic markers. They're the HLA, uh, DQ2, and DQ8 uh, genetic markers. And actually, many, many, many people have them, uh, but only 1% actually um, develop celiac disease. So what that tells me, and from speaking and working with the Celiac Disease Foundation and um, just knowing a lot of people that have celiac, is that it usually is precipitated after an event, either a stressful event, um, in their lives or a bacterial or viral event, um, maybe even in childbirth, you know, or, or an operation. So it's something that triggers in the body. And um, I had had several of these different events, kind of were like the perfect storm. But um, in children, a lot of times celiac, um, they're born with it. And it is something that um, presents mostly with gastrointestinal, um, sometimes mood disorders in the children, uh, dental enamel um, irregularities in the dental teeth, they can tell that way. So dentists would be able to 
kind of maybe warn parents if they see a lot of uh, problems there. Um, and so they usually um, get tested and find that pretty quickly. Life. Yeah. But when you develop it later on, it, it sometimes uh, is harder because you, it affects more than your gastrointestinal. <clears throat> it can affect um, your neurological, uh, uh, your brain. Um, it did me, I had ataxia, which is um, loss of balance. And um, I also had a lot of neurological symptoms. So there's a lot of things that um, doctors don't normally look for. And as I always say, I looked great on paper. <laughs> they took lots of tests. I went to all the ologists, as I call them, and I loved all my doctors. But they were like, uh, we don't see anything here. And yeah. the only thing they saw was low vitamin D. And that's another thing that people need to know about celiac is that it causes destruction in oh yeah we lost you for oh i'm sorry a few seconds um it causes destruction in the small intestines and when this happens um your microvilla which is what absorbs your nutrients they're no longer able to so Many people with celiac disease have nutrient deficiencies because especially fat-soluble vitamins, they're not allowed, they cannot absorb those things. And that's why my vitamin D was so low. I was always in the sun. I took tons of vitamin D. It was my only clue. I went in and I said, look, I don't know, this might be just off the wall, but what do you think about testing me for this? And my rheumatologist looked at me and he said, well, I didn't think of that. And that's the problem. A lot of times doctors don't think of this as something that would be other than a lot of gastrointestinal issues. Um, but that's another clue. Um, when you're not absorbing foods, when your poop floats, nobody likes to talk about poop, but you know, <laughs> it's another sign because uh, it's all the fat that's there, it's not digesting. Um, so uh, we did the blood test and it came back positive. The next step is always to see your gastroenterologist um, who will do a endoscopy. It's called the gold standard of um, being sure that you have celiac disease and not gluten sensitivity. And even though they can present with very similar symptoms, they are different. One is an autoimmune disease that you never get over. Um, gluten sensitivity, you can develop it, but it is not harming your body. It can create inflammation, but it's not, a, it's not forming um, antibodies that attack your um, intestines and other parts of your body, proteins that look like gluten. Um, and gluten, just in case anyone is wondering, I think at this point most people know what gluten is, but it's um, wheat, barley, rye, and oats, unless the oats are gluten-free. Um, 
anyways, you go in, you get an endoscopy. It's where they um, put a probe down your throat and you're um, taking a biopsy of certain areas in the duodenum, which is a certain area of your small intestines. And it's a good idea to make sure that you do take several because it sometimes can be missed. And I guess I caught it fairly early on because my gastroenterologist said he didn't think I had it, just looking. But when the biopsy came back, it was positive, just like my blood test. So he says, oh, you figured this out all by yourself. Wow. <laughs> and I, and I, I said, yeah, well, you know, it was, it was luck somewhat on my part. Um, and you get foggy brain, you know, with a lot of these things, with Lyme also, which I'll talk about next. But um, it's hard to do your own research when your brain isn't working well either. But when you're not feeling well, and I know those people out there that have gone through this, um, you have a lot of time to look <laughs> and read. And so what were your, your symptoms where you were also uh, like not focused, you didn't have energy overall? Like what, are, what were the other symptoms that you... The main symptoms were gas. I would get gassy. Um, sometimes I would eat something and I would have pains in my joints um, or I'd get neurological pains immediately. A lot of people with celiac disease don't even notice it sometimes. So there's quite a spectrum of people. Um, I went to the research center in San Diego and she, the doctor, um, she's no longer there. But she was part of the CDF and she said, you know, you might not think you're lucky, but you are because you actually react quite quickly to it. Um, and a lot of people don't. And then they go on to develop stomach cancers and other um, more serious conditions because they're not even aware or they think they can have just a little once in a while. And each time you do that, you're actually starting from the beginning and you're destroying your gut. So that brings me to what I help people with. A lot of people don't realize that it's a whole new lifestyle. Exactly. Change. So you had to you had to change. I mean when you had the confirmation that you had it, you had to change drastically right. your diet and, that, and your lifestyle. Absolutely. And it really encompasses everything. Um, people think, oh, well, you just don't eat gluten. And that's what I thought too. I thought, well, you know, okay, I don't eat that much carbs. It's not that much of a problem. <laughs> but then I didn't realize I couldn't put things in the same microwave. I couldn't use that wooden spoon that I used to use before I had to clean out all my cookware because if it was scratched, there could be tiny little particles in there that would keep me sick. Uh, that going out to eat would be like extreme eating, <laughs> just like extreme sports. Um, you, you'd have to uh, talk, know how to talk to the waiter and know how to explain it because a lot of people didn't, you know, I'd say celiac and they'd give me a blank stare. So what I recommend with a lot of people that I help, just tell them you have an allergy. Um, and then check again when they bring it because there's a lot of miscommunication between the kitchen 
and getting it to you. Um, makeup, you have certain things, lipstick, looking stamps. I mean, there's so many things people don't think about. And each time you do one of these things, you're sick for several weeks. And even if you're not feeling, some people don't have long-term illness from it or they can't even feel it for a week or two and then all of a sudden they feel um, sick and they don't know even know what caused it um, because it doesn't always automatically cause it for some people right away. So I try to make it very simple so they don't have to go through all these mistakes and they can heal quicker. I have a list of um, all the different um, things to look for on packages when you're buying prepackaged food. Um, I give them ideas on recipes, ideas on how to handle um, just going through the transition and actually just redoing and how to explain it to your family and how to work within your family unit with this. Wow. And, uh, yeah. and so you have uh, basically, I think it's in the, we put it in the, people can, can contact you. They uh, can, you have a website and you have, uh, right? People can get in contact yes. with you and you basically uh, follow them. You have program to. Yeah, I, what I do is I set up a support program. We used to have um, through Celiac Disease Foundation, which is still um, a wonderful group. Um, they have once a year, they have specialists and doctors and education, and they have the latest research and they have it in Pasadena. Um, and it's really um, nice because they have all the vendors that do gluten free. So you get to get a lot of free stuff <laughs> um, and you get educated. And it was like Nirvana for me when I first went because I was like, everything was gluten-free. You didn't have to ask, oh, can I eat that roll? Can I eat that? You know, it was very nice. Um, but I work with people as um, to, to support them, to give them the resources because there are good gluten-free products out there and not so great gluten-free products. And um, because I've had it for so long and because I'm very um, strict with what I will put in my body, I really can make lists and tell people, look, these are the ones. And it does not need to be expensive. People have a misunderstanding about um, eating gluten-free. Um, it's said, oh, it's so hard and it's so expensive. It's actually not. It, if you're eating whole foods, um, the one that Mother Nature puts out there without the labels, um, and there's very simple recipes. And then there are, of course, we all crave, you know, a bread or a crunchy something. But let's at least eat something that has only a few ingredients in it. And the ingredients that are in there are healthy and not making you sicker. So that's wow. what I do. Yeah. Wow. Now you also have you also have Lyme disease? Uh, yes, I developed Lyme disease about four years ago. I, I may have had it previously. A lot of people have it and they don't even realize it. I think more people have it than they realize it. And how did but, you, you know yeah how did you but most people, what I will say to this is that we all carry microbes and 
different things like chicken pox that don't bother us. They live within, as long as our immune system is, you know, um, handling it, right. It's strong. It's not um, compromised. Um, Then they all, and you're you're not um, in a situation where your environment is causing a um, compromised immune system. Mold can do that. So can chemicals. Um, and I unfortunately was in a house that had a lot of mold, oh, so that did cause um, some and, issues. And is that like, and how did you adjust to that? I mean, what can you do? Well, to- I didn't know what it was, and my son actually had been having a lot of joint issues for quite a while, um, and he was sick before I was for. Um, with the joint issues. I had the celiac, but he had the joint issues. And I'd gotten my boys tested and he does not even have the genetic marker. So I knew it wasn't to do with celiac. Um, But I figured out the Lyme, I had gone to a doctor and with Lyme, uh, when you get bit by um, ticks, mosquitoes, you can get it a lot of different ways. they are like a dirty needle. So it's not one thing you're getting. So you're getting a lot of co-infections with that. And um, depending on how virulent the co-infection is, that's what your body is going to want to try to get you back into homeostasis first and attack. And the thing that I had with Lyme was Babesia, which can be quite... Um, harming to you. It's a cousin of malaria. And so I had a lot of night sweats and headaches and anxiety and panic attacks. And I didn't know. This was you or your son? This was me. Um, And so I didn't know what was going on. And luckily, the doctor I had been taking my son to, who was a rheumatologist and an immunologist, from Russia, he had a little more of an idea, and he he, um, he says, "I'm pretty sure you have Babesia." And he tested me through Igenix, um, and that's the other thing. I just want to briefly touch on this. There's a lot of testing out there that's um, good and bad. Igenix, I would say, is one of the better ones. Um, it is expensive, of course. Um, And some of the testing is just fine, depending on when you catch it. If you catch it in the acute, the early phases of being bitten, you'll more than likely get accurate um, results. But if it's been a while, then... But if it's been a while and your body doesn't produce the antibodies, um, it's, it's more, the doctors always say they go more on symptoms versus they use testing to kind of confirm things, but they know that it, they can't rely on it. And that it, they haven't really changed the testing since the 70s. So unfortunately, there's so many species they know of tick-borne diseases that have come out. And... Um, co-infections that are not even um, being tested for. So how would you even know? Um, So 
bottom line though, um, you can spend a lot of money on testing and and not get anything out of it. So what I say is that you want to start with the basics. And that's what I try to do with most of the people that I work with. Um, diet is one. Um, you want to get out all the sugar and you want to really get on a whole food, um, nutritious diet. Thing, foods that don't bother you because everyone has certain, and when you have things like Lyme or celiac, you're going to have more leaky gut, which also causes more inflammation. So that means that you're going to have to figure out what foods work for you, um, what works for different. one person. Right, exactly. And, and do you believe that there are certain foods that really can help increase your immune support? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, all the things that are, um, are you like, a, a, anti did you become V are you vegan or I'm not, I'm not vegan. A lot of people I know are, uh, it's a little more difficult when you're celiac. Yeah, it's being like, vegan. Uh, what can you eat? Like, what do you eat? <laughs> Two things. <laughs> Everybody's oh, like, bring me a cup of water. I know. <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah. That's why. And also, I knew personally, uh, the funny thing is when I was going through this, I was working with a functional doctor at the time when I didn't know I had celiac. And he had done some food allergy testing. And he, I told him what I thought I was allergic to and what I thought I could eat. And he says, you know, you were spot on. You know your body. Not everybody does, but I could tell. He says, you're a real protein baby, meaning I do well with protein. I do well with, but not everybody does, you know. And so I do eat a meat. I do eat fish and chicken. I limit, uh, when I do eat meat, it's only grass-fed um, uh, I don't eat it often. I eat a lot of fish, so I probably should have gills. Um, <laughs> and um, but that should be a small portion of your of your diet, and the rest, you know, are, are what we all know. Our parents told us fruit and vegetables, and certain ones are better than others. Berries are great, and green leafy vegetables. Um, and I no, go into no, that. You, you, know. you, you talk about, yeah. um, well, you had a very uh, disciplined life, right? You were in uh, ice, ice skating, correct? You were yes, doing, I used to ice skate when I was in younger. A, in, a, mm -hmm. in a very, so probably the nutrition and discipline, uh, you're very strong-minded. <laughs> I, I think I think your body you know the, this is what I tell everybody that I work with you know because um, it's hard to make changes um, and especially when you don't see results we're used to getting a pill right away and masking symptoms and not really getting at the cause so then another symptom pops up and then another symptom pops so, you know, and we don't ever put it together. It's, it's like, uh, you know, the blind man with the elephant. You delay, the, you delay the... the delay, mm -hmm. denial, all those Ds. <laughs> um, so I don't know how disciplined I was, but I do know that I like to feel 
good. good. And I want to be able to think clearly and I want to be able to live my life. It's not about living longer. It's about better. living better and healthier and feeling good while you're doing it. Um, and a lot of those things are just not things I would do. Uh, I mean, I always ate healthy and I always, but a lot of things, if I wasn't in a position where I absolutely had to, it probably wouldn't be getting done, you know? Exactly. So I always, like act, that. yeah, that, but once you feel better, you know what now you, you need to do. You said that you started feeling better, I mean, right away, as soon as you changed um you change your diet and you well i'll tell you, the, four, you? the five things i think are most important and this is what i work with diet because that came with celiac but i've always thought diet was important it's just that we're not always educated correctly and everybody keeps changing the rules right yeah. <laughs> we yeah. learn more and more as we go along um environment living in uh not using chemicals in our household um, getting plenty of fresh air being outside um, having clean air to breathe these are basic things not having homes unfortunately that have mold, mold a lot of time and some people are more bothered than other and there's genetic factors in that too and whether or not you already have pre-existing conditions so there's food air exercise everybody has different forms of exercise that they like but do something you know um there's so many wonderful ways there's yoga there's um i do um rebounding because it's great for the lymphs because you want to clear your lymphs it's another way of um, helping you so those are three um, and then fourth is herbals uh, herbs and supplements and unfortunately a lot of people with Lyme you know they have like boxes of supplements they've tried and uh, it just feels so wasteful and so frustrating because you're like maybe this maybe this so i was lucky i i i decided to do a lot of reading i i read um uh, stephen booner's books on herbal uh, healing and that's instinctively felt right for me so that's the direction i went and a lot of it for me was instinct but a lot of it was also we call it instinct but it's also if you put in the time of learning you figure out what works best for you so i do certain herbs that support organs in my body i do hawthorn that supports the heart i do red sage and it supports the lymphs i do um milk thistle and that supports the liver and i'm not saying each of these herbs <clears throat> will work for everyone because everyone has certain allergies but the lucky thing is is that they work synergistically so they work together and there's plenty to choose from so if one doesn't work another one will and the last thing i will say is that stress uh you know as we all know is not good for anything um, so you have to find a way to 
um, have some, yeah, some way to activities or, or something that brings you pleasure um, and um, a good sense of humor once in a while helps a lot. So, of course, of course. yeah, and just realizing that this too shall pass, you know, it's a lot of stuff. And um, I did leave one thing out, I guess I should have said six, but I kind of included it in one area and that's detoxification and, and it's kind of included with the herbs, but you do want to make sure that everything, even before you start treating, especially Lyme, that you are able to get rid of it, that you're able to sweat it out through saunas or pee it out, poop it out. You got to get it out, you know, because if it keeps recirculating, same with mold, you're going to keep being sick. So there's lots of different ways to do that. And um, wow. that's what I try. Yeah. Wow. Well, Katrina, our time is up, but I want to keep talking forever with you. <laughs> no, I know. There's too much. I can't. There is so, so much. And, yeah. uh, and I'm sure that we will see you again because, you know, this is very, uh, well, it's inspiring. And, um, uh, you know, to all the people out there who don't feel 100% and they have cert certain symptoms, you know, uh, maybe you know you should check and, and Katrina is an expert <laughs> she's not a doctor but she's almost a doctor uh, in this um, in this I just didn't get my degree I yes, go and talk to doctors and you they should. actually You're ask me to them. explain it yeah <laughs> the and, ones that are nice. <laughs> so um, so I thank you very much for for being thank here you. with us thank you for thank sharing you. your information I enjoyed it and yeah. again um, uh, Katrina's information is is um, on the post below so if if you want to contact her please please do so and um and i'm sure that um, we will see you soon again yes and one one quick thing i just want to tell everybody that watches your show that i am um, offering a free consultation and health evaluation to anyone for the first um 45 minutes free of charge perfect Perfect. Okay. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. And, thank you. Um, and we'll see you soon. Okay, Katrina. And All right. To everyone, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll see you very soon. Ciao, everyone. Ciao. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.